Welcome to, Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver About Wizarding Glass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, the wasteland. Yeah, the like, about Wizard and Glass. Yay, we are now on... The fourth novel of yeah. the Stephen King, The Dark Tower. Two handy dandy different covers. Yeah, same book, yeah. same pictures on the inside, everything, just different, different covers. covers. Um, so what would you call it, the, the, the Stephen King Dark Tower saga? I guess so. I guess it would be a saga, a series of novels. A series of novels. Um, I think Saga fits. Isn't that like a series of something? We don't know. We don't know. We're not, we're these, not doing these well. These words are not, not, my mind is not, yeah. No, not even close. Anyways. Oh, collection. A collection? No. Those are, collections are usually his anthology works. Well, see, we got to teach y'all something here. I think it, don't they just call it the Dark Tower series for some reason? I don't know why. But. Well, let's look what saga definition means. A long story of heroic achievements, especially a, a medieval prose narrative of Old Norse and Old Icelandic. A long, involved story, account, or series of incidents. The saga of her engagement. I mean, I think Saga would fit fine. It's a long story. I mean, the Dark different Tower book. Saga. Yeah, that would work then. I don't see why it went a long, involved the story, and that's exactly what this is—a very long, involved story. It's it is peeling. It's old. Alrighty. Well, I guess let's <laughs> start with chapter one. Was... No more in the middle of chapters. We're back to just full chapters every single time. Yay! Because chapters are a lot smaller than they were in the last yes. book. The parts are huge. The chapters are small. So, so it is part one of what? The riddles? Yes, it is the riddles. Uh, no, just riddles. Oh, just riddles. riddles. Part one, riddles. Chapter one, beneath the demon one. The demon moon. And it just says one, which is weird, but... So, pretty much, if you own the book, or if you haven't seen the book yet, the first part is just a foreword from Stephen King, then it has some poems. One is from Romeo and Juliet, the other is from The Wizard of Oz, which I wonder, brings up a lot. I was saying, I wonder why we have one from The Wizard of Oz. What does it say? On the fourth day, to Dorothy's great joy, Oz sent for her, and when she entered the throne room, he greeted her pleasantly. Sit down, my dear. I think I have found a way to get you out of this country. And back to Kansas, she asked eagerly. Well, I'm not sure about Kansas, said Oz, for I haven't the faintest notion which way it lies. That's interesting, because I don't have that. Oh. Oh, well, well yours is sooner. That Yours before the prologue. Okay. Yeah. So maybe I do. I was like, it looked different. Nope, it's different. Just, uh, except from... Um, yeah, mine's on child. the back. Uh, no, there it is. <laughs> Wake up your mind. I can, well, it, it's still a little different. Yeah. Instead of being on the back, it's actually on another page. A page all by itself. It could have been on the back. Probably even should have been on the back. Waste. Waste of paper. It really is. It really um, is. Then it breaks into Blaine, the pretty much prologue, which is Blaine. And really, it is just the last 
section, pages, chapter, whatever you want to call it. It's like the last two or three pages of the last book. Yes. Kind of. There may be minor changes. I didn't read it again to find out. Because we just read this. (laughs) Yeah. So, but literally it ends the same way. So, cried the voice of Blaine, cast your nets, wanderers. Try me with your questions and let the contest begin. To which it does. To which it does. Except first, we get this very exaggerated piece about (laughs) the scenery that we're passing. Well, it's important, apparently. Which I find interesting, because all this telling you, like, him passing and him coming through is, like, causing windows to shatter and all that. But in my personal opinion, he's been through these areas before. These windows would have already shattered on previous runs. They wouldn't even be here to shatter. Unless... He hasn't been going, that hasn't gone this fast. There was no real reason for him to travel this fast before. But would he, would he not? Would he not? Not if he's he not. He doesn't have a reason not, not if, to not travel this fast. If he doesn't want to scare his passengers. He, which he didn't a, have any passengers. Which was his job. He didn't have any passengers. All Anyways, of... it pretty much opens up on a robot sitting in a corner, smashing its head against a wall. I have no notes on this. I have no notes. I thought it was like, okay, we didn't need this at all. So I have zero notes on this part. I just, like, wouldn't this have already happened? That was my note. And then they pass another area, which is, it almost looks normal, except they have a deer. A deer with a... Fifth leg? Yes, fifth leg. Sticking out of its stomach? And an extra eye. On its muzzle. Something, I don't remember exactly yeah. what the eye was, but yeah. And... But it had two normal babies. And just... It did not go well. It did not go at all. No, poor deer else. died. Poor deer is dead. I literally have a note with... Mine says, Muty deer and you killed Bambi's mom. That's a weird Bambi mom. I mean, I didn't know... Bambi lived on his way to the Dark Tower, or in the Wastelands, for that matter. So, yes, she... It was bad. It was just it was just bad. And then, of course, it also killed a bird in midair. Oh, wait, it does say Demon Moon. Does it? Yes, in Gilead, before the world had moved on, the full moon of year's end had been called the Demon Moon. Moon? <laughs> I added a D. And it was considered ill luck to look directly at it. Now, however... Such did not matter. Now there were demons everywhere. So one slight brief mention of a demon moon, and that this chapter has to be called Demon Moon. Well, yeah. Because it it just talks about how while they're going through the moons coming up, overhead a full moon came out from behind a scrim of cloud. So we're back in the train. Uh, one of the, the my next note is uh, fifteen over here. So, guess on beforehand, mm-hmm. I do not. It decides to go ahead and pick up something you kind of mentioned earlier. And our in the last book when when a uh, good old Jake was talking about climbing outside to tear off the antenna. Oh, because apparently there's a hatch on the top of the the train, <laughs> and Susanna imagines going out onto that hatch and her head getting <laughs> chopped off. Because they're going so yeah. incredibly fast. Decapitated by just... 
I mean, they're going like 800 miles an hour, 700, 800 miles an yeah. hour. Yeah, you probably don't stick your head outside. It's probably not a good idea. And Eddie is still in his trance state. He's still oh, yeah, he's... kind of zoned out so badly. I mean, me and you know why. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. She very, very much does not like Blaine. I don't think she, she doesn't have a reason to like Blaine. <laughs> None of us really like Blaine. Blaine is a pain, yes. as we've gone over. He's very much a pain. She pushed the picture away as fast as she could. The hatch up there was almost certainly locked shut anyway. Blaine the Mono had no intention of letting them go. They might win their way out, but Susanna didn't think that was a sure thing, even if they managed to stump Blaine with a riddle. Mm-hmm. There are doubts. Oh, hell, I mean, Blaine's quite smart. So Jake was holding the tattered book of riddles out to the gunslinger, as if he no longer wanted the responsibility of carrying it. Susanna knew how the kid must feel. Their lives might very well be in those grimy, well-thumbed pages. She wasn't sure she would want the responsibility of holding on to it either. Roland, Jake whispered, do you want this? Oint, <laughs> always said. Or aunt, aunt. Uh, giving the gunslinger the, a forbidden, for, forbidding glance. Olin, aunt, is... <laughs> The pummel fixed his teeth on the book, took it from Jake's hand, and stretched his disproportionately long neck towards Roland, offering him riddledy dumb brain twisters and puzzles for everyone. I was originally laughing because why it's Roland with an exclamation point, Jake whispered. And I'm like, why is there an exclamation point if he is whispering? <laughs> exactly, pretty much... It's 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 a it's a whispery shout. And then of course it also doesn't. Why are you whispering if you know Oi is gonna just copy you anyways? So it's just like Roland. Do you, do you, do you think Blink Blink can't hear you if you whisper? It's like Roland. Do you want this? Want this? <laughs> I mean he's getting better over here. We got <laughs> Olin Aunt is. So he's doing pretty good here. He's getting there. Well, I think he had already called someone an ass before, too. So we're good. Oh, we're it's, a, it's, it's, it's one small syllable. It's not hard to... He usually gets the last syllable of every word. To which Roland was pretty much just like, not yet. Roland's trying him with his riddles first. Trying. <laughs> Uh, Blaine, Rowling called. Yes? Can you leave the room? We need to confer. You nuts if you think he's going to do that, Susanna thought. But Blaine's reply was quick and eager. Yes, Gunslinger. I will turn off all my sensors in the barony coach. When your conference is done and you are ready to begin the riddling, I will return. I mean, and then we got a... What did... Oh, God. Yeah. You and General MacArthur, Eddie muttered. What did you say, Eddie of New York? Nothing, talk to himself, that's all. 
To summon me, simply touch the route map, said Blaine. As long as the map is red, my senses are off. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile, don't forget to write. A pause, then... Olive oil, but not castor oil. Castor Which is weird. Why would it? It doesn't explain it. No, it doesn't at all. Not at all. Like, it's just a weird little thing for him to say. And even Jake mentions it. Olive oil, but not castor oil? Jake asks, what the heck does that mean? It doesn't mean, Roland. Does it matter, Roland said. It does matter. What does it mean, Roland? <laughs> Tell us. We don't have much time. The motto travels just as fast towards the point of ending, whether Blaine's with us or not. You don't really believe he, he's gone, do you, Eddie asked. A slippery putt like him? Come on, get real. He's peeking. I guarantee you. I doubt it very much, Roland said, and Susanna decided she agreed with him. For now, at least. You could hear how excited he was at the idea of riddling again after all these years. And, and it's confident, Susan said. Doesn't expect to have much trouble with the likes of us. Will he, Jake asked the gunslinger. Will he have trouble with us? I don't know, Roland said. I don't have a match me hidden up my sleeve. Roland and his watch me. Uh, what a weird way. I don't have a watch me up hidden up my sleeve. Because he said that before, too. you find anything? Yes, actually. Apparently, people have asked. <laughs> of course they have. Um... Okay. So what do we do, Eddie asked. You must have an idea, or you never would have sent him away. His great intelligence, coupled with his long period of loneliness and forced interactivity, may have combined to make him more human than he knows. That's my hope, anyway. Anything? Maybe not. It was there. It was there. First, we must establish a kind of geography. We must tell, if we can, where he is weak and where he is strong. Where he is sure of the game and where he's not so sure. Riddles are not just about cleverness of the riddle. Never think, never think it. They are also about blind spots of who is riddled. Does he have blind spots, that he asked? If he does, Roland said calmly... If he doesn't, Roland said calmly, we're going to die on this train. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks, Roland. I appreciate you. Oh, and of course he says it here, too. I like the way you kind of ease it over the rough spots. It's and he said with a charms. thin smile, it's one of your mini charms. Just give it to you, blunt. <laughs> to which he, of course, gives their plan. We will riddle him four times to begin with, Roland said. Easy, not so easy, quite hard, and very hard. He'll answer all four, of that I am confident, but we will be listening for how he answers. Then we'll send him away again and hold Palabra. Mayhap, we'll get an idea of what direction to send our horses. It's a one word. You just, you'll, never, you'll never be able to I'll say never, right. I'll never say it right. I don't know why it's such a hard word to name the show. <laughs> I mess up a lot of words in here. A lot. But 
That's the one word that I think you've you've messed up every time you've ever come across it. No, 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 no. Last week it was Gilead. <laughs> well, at least we don't encounter that as much. But palaver again, the name know. of the show. I don't want to hear it since you messed up the introduction for the past three shows already. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. But I get the name right, okay? Um. I at least can say palaver. I may call the channel palaver. I might do a lot of things, but... You might call every show palaver because that might be a problem. Uh, might revert back to other channels. I might do a lot of things, but... Might not even know your own Twitter account. For it's time. rough. It's rough. Mayhap we'll get an idea of what direction to send our horses. These first riddles can come from anywhere, but he nodded gravely toward the book. Based on Jake's story of the bookstore, the answer we really need should be in there. Not in any memories I have of Fairday riddlings. Must be in there. Then what? Why try so long? <laughs> I don't know. If you're really confident, you ain't gonna do it. Uh, question, Susanna said. Roland looked at her, eyebrows raised over his faded, dangerous eyes. It's a question we're looking for, not an answer, she said. This time, it's the answers that are apt to get us killed. Yeah. Yeah, that, that. Yeah. So the, 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 this oil, castor oil thing, is there an answer? You've gone through a lot of text. People apparently... I'm wondering if it's a song. If it's a song lyric. Because it's not like clearly stated out like, ha ha ha. Apparently it's someone's status on Twitter, so... <laughs> Okay. That was a good sign. You're easy, Roland said, turning to Susanna. Perhaps, she replied, with a trace of a smile, but it's not very polite to say a thing to a lady, Roland. <laughs> he turned to Jake. You're second... With uh, with one that's a little harder, I'll go third, you'll go last, Eddie. Pick one from the book that looks hard. The hard ones are towards the back, Jake supplied. But none of your none of your foolishness, mind. This is life and death. The time for foolishness is pa is past. Okay. So where are we going about that? But Roland says weird things. I would think has passed. Instead of just claiming that it is the past? It's Roland. Roland words weird. Eddie looked at him. Long, old, long, tall, and ugly. Uh, who'd done God knows how many ugly things in the name of reaching his tower. And wondered if Roland had any idea of how much that hurt. Just that casual... Admin... What? Admin... Admission... Mention <laughs> that casual something not to behave like a child, grinning and cracking jokes. Now that their lies were on at wager, <laughs> weird. How I can't even do it anymore. See, like I said, I'll mess up plenty. I'll say palaver right though when it comes up. Okay, oh, okay. I'll get I'll that right. That. I'll remember that. He opened his mouth to say something, an Eddie Dean special, something that would be both funny and stingy at the same time. The kind of remark that always used to drive his brother Henry crazy. And then closed it again. 
Maybe Long, Tall, and Ugly was right. Maybe it was time to put away the one-liners and dead baby jokes. Maybe it was finally time to grow up. No. <laughs> oh. So they decide to bring Blaine back and begin. Yes, Susanna of New York will begin the first round. He turned to her, lowered his voice a little. Not that she reckoned would do much good if Blaine wanted to listen and said, You won't have to step forward like the rest of us because of your legs, but you must speak fair and address him by name each time you talk to him. If, when, he answers, your riddle correctly, say, Thank you, Cy, Blaine. You have answered true. Then Jake will step into the aisle and have his turn, all right? And if he should get it wrong or not guess at all, Roland smiled grimly. I think that's one thing we don't have to worry about just yet. He raised his voice again. Blaine? Yes, gunslinger? Roland took a deep breath. It starts now. Excellent. Dun, dun, dun. Hello, Blaine. Howdy, Susanna, New York. Her heart was pounding. Her armpits were damp. The details. It's officially officially scary. It's it's terrifying (laughs) now. I'm trying to get that. Susanna, are you there, little cowgirl? Him and his his old, like, cowboy things that he likes to bring up. He's a John Wayne kind of guy. Yeah. Teasing again. But this time, the teasing sounded light. Good-natured. Good-humored. Blaine could be charming when he got what he wanted. Yeah. Like certain spoiled children she had known. Yes, Blaine, I am. And here's my riddle. What has four wills and flies? <laughs> there was a particular click, as if Blaine was mimicking the sound of a man popping his tongue against the roof of his mouth. It was followed by a brief pause when Blaine replied, most of the jocularity? It's a fancy word. Help me out, Amanda. What is that word? Jocularity? Had gone out of his voice. The town garbage wagon, of course. A child's riddle. If the rest of your riddles are no better, I will be extremely sorry I saved your lives for even a short (laughs) while. Just a a douchebag. And he continues to pile on her. Oh, yeah. From this point on. At least through the next page. Little Blaine, of course, is like, don't get him mad. Please don't make him angry, fellows. He's already got the mono and the red speed-wise, and the track compensators can barely keep up. The trackage has degenerated terribly since the last time we came out this way. (laughs) Roland poked an elbow into her side, bringing her back to her current situation. Thank you, Sai, she said, and then, as an afterthought, tapped her throat rapidly three times with the fingers of her right hand, it was what Roland had done when speaking to Aunt Talitha for the first time. Thank you for your courtesy, Blaine said. He sounded amused again, and Susanna reckoned that was good, even if his amusement was at her expense. I am not female, however. In so far as I have a sex, it is male. Susanna looked at Roland, bewildered. Left hand for men, he said, on the breastbone. He tapped to demonstrate. Oh. Roland turned to Jake. The boy stood up, put Oi on his chair, and turned his attention to Blaine. Hello, Blaine. This is Jake. You know, son of Elmer. 
Speak your riddle. What can run but never walks, has a mouth but never talks, has a bed but never sleeps, has a head but never weeps? Not bad. One hopes Susanna will learn from your example, Jake, son of Elmer. The answer must be self-evident to anyone of any intelligence at all, but a decent effort nevertheless. A river. Thank you, Cy Blaine. You have answered true. He tapped the bunched fingers of his left hand three times against his breastbone and then sat down. Susanna put her arm around him and gave him a brief squeeze. Jake looked at her gratefully. And then Roland, I don't know what he was doing. Roland stood up. Hi, old Blaine. Hell, gunslinger. Once again, Blaine sounded amused, possibly by the greeting, which Suzanne hadn't heard before. Hail what? She wondered. Hitler came to mind. <laughs> that made her think of the downed airplane. So. She was like, hail? 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 What, what is it? We're in Nazi Germany now? What is going on here? Blaine... Hitler. Hmm. Speak your riddle, Roland, and let it be handsome. Handsome is as handsome does, Blaine, in any case. Like, we're being really from, overly formal here. Hearing that from Roland is just weird. Anyways. Uh, what has four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, and three legs at night? Uh, that is indeed handsome, Blaine allowed. Simple, but handsome. Just the same. The answer is a human being who crawls on hands and knees... At in babyhood, walks on two legs during adulthood, and who goes about with the help of a cane in old age. Which, I get it. Like, I get the riddle, but at the same time, I don't quite get it. Only because they literally say in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. So, that's I mean, it's like changing a word. Yeah. Instead of times of day, it's through age. I've heard, it, I've heard this one yeah, before. Yeah, I've heard it Not too. with the, the morning... Even like it's to throw it off a little more, but it's oh. still the same concept. Blaine sounded positively smug, and Susanna suddenly discovered a mildly interesting fact. She loathed the self-satisfied, <laughs> murderous thing. Machine or not, it or he, she loathed Blaine. She had an idea she would have felt the same even if he hadn't made them wager their lives in a stupid riddling contest. Roland, however, did not look the slightest put out of countenance. Thank you, Cy Blaine. You have answered true. He sat down without tapping his breastbone and looked at Eddie. Eddie stood up and stepped into the aisle. What's happening, Blaine, my man? he asked. Roland winced and shook his head, putting his mutilated right hand up briefly to shade his eyes. Like, oh, Roland, we got a face palm. Eddie, Eddie, for the <laughs> love of God, man. Why? Why? Silence from Blaine. Blaine, are you there? Yes, but in no mood for frivolity, Eddie of New York. Speak your riddle. I suspect it will be difficult in spite of your foolish poses. I look forward to it. Again. Well, not again, but even. Blaine understands what they're oh, doing. Oh, yeah. He completely gets what's going on. He's not He's not dumb. Susanna saw that. What that Eddie suspected what she herself all but knew. Blaine understood that they were trying to test his capabilities with a spectrum of riddles. Mm-hmm. Blaine knew and welcomed it. She felt her heart sink as any hopes they might find a quick, easy way disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not a dumb train. No. He's a pain. And he's easy to loathe here, but he's not dumb. Is that a stupid trick? 
<laughs> I shall hear and answer. No, sp no sooner spoken than broken. What is it? Silence. A thing you know little about, Eddie of New York. <laughs> Blaine said with no pause at all, and Eddie felt his heart drop a little. There was no need to consult with the others. The answer was self-evident. And having it come back at him so quickly was the real bummer. Eddie never would have said so, but he had harbored the hope, almost the secret surety, of bringing Blaine down with a single riddle. Curse smash. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Blaine together again. The same secret surety he supposed that he had harbored every time he picked up a pair of dice. That feeling that you couldn't go wrong because you were you, the best, the one and only. Yeah, he said, sighing. Silence, a thing I know little about. Thank you, Zy Blaine, you speak true. I hope you have discovered something which will help you. Blaine said, and Eddie thought, You effin' mechanical liar. <laughs> God. Uh, do you wish me to go away again so you may consult? Yes, Roland said. Yeah, that's exactly what they would like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, the, the map flashed bright red. Eddie turned toward the gunslinger. Roland composed his face quickly, but before he did, Eddie saw a horrible thing. A brief look of complete hopelessness. Eddie had never seen such a look there before. Not when Roland had been dying of the lobstrosity bites... Not when Eddie had been pointing the gunslinger's own revolver at him. Not even when the hideous gasher had taken Jake prisoner and disappeared into Lud. Yeah, I mean, Blaine didn't hesitate on any of them. No. He 100% knew the answer. There was no giveaway. There was no nothing about if and what, how. It was just... It was all Thanos, okay? <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, it was all Thanos, just... So now to figure out the next plan. Mm-hmm. So, Jake asked, what do we do, Roland? I mean, there has to be a way out of this, doesn't there? Lie to him, you bastard. <laughs> and he sent fiercely in Roland's direction. Roland, perhaps hearing the thought, did his best he could. Did the best he could. He touched Jake's hair with his diminished right... I'm saying right hand. Well, he just to say... It's because it's always in there. Yeah, yeah it's but it's not this there. time. Diminished hand and ruffled through it. I think there's always an answer, Jake. The real question is whether or not we'll have time to find the right riddle, he said, and took him a little under nine hours to run his route. Eight hours, 45 minutes, Jake put it in. Put in, And that's not much time. We've already been running almost an hour. And if that map's right, we're almost halfway to Topeka. Could be our mechanical pal's been lying to us about the length of the run, hedging his bets a little. Mm-hmm. Yes, lying. You're a liar. You're a liar, Blaine! To which Roland decides that he's going to just riddle him by himself, and then when he has no more options, Jake's going to step in with the book. Mm-hmm. And us, Susanna asked? What do Eddie and I do? Think, Roland said. Think for your father's sakes. I do not shoot with my hand, Eddie said. He suddenly felt far away, strange to himself. 
It was the way he felt when he had first seen the slingshot and the key and the piece of wood, just waiting for him to whittle, the, whittle them free. And at the same time, this feeling was not like that at all. Roland was looking at him oddly. Yes, Eddie, you say true. A gunslinger shoots with his mind. What have uh, you thought of? Nothing. He might have said more, but all at once, a strange image, a strange memory, introverted, introverted, intervened, intervened, there we go, that's, that's actually the word, I agree, <laughs> intervened, that would be the right word, intervened, Roland hunkered by Jake at one of their stopping points on the way to Lud, both of them in front of a, an unlit campfire, Roland wants more at his everlasting lessons, Jake's turn this time. Jake would... I, I Are you okay? No, I can't. <laughs> Goodbye, read it. Jake with piece. the flint and steel trying to quicken the fire. Spark after spark licking out and dying in the dark. And Roland had said that he was being silly. I got it. I threw it, I got it. Our podcast listeners are probably so confused. Well, that he was, and Roland had said that he was being silly, that he was just being, well, silly. No, Eddie said, he didn't say that at all, at least not to the kid, he didn't. Eddie? Susanna, sounding concerned, almost frightened. Well, why don't you ask him what he said, bro? That was Henry's voice, the voice of the great sage and eminent junkie. First time in a long time. Ask him. He's practically sitting right next to you. Go on and ask him what he said. Quit dancing around like a baby with a load in his diapers. Except that was a bad idea. Because that wasn't the way things worked in Roland's world. In Roland's world, everything was riddles. You didn't shoot with your hand, but with your mind. Your mind. And what did you say to someone who wasn't getting the spark into the kindling? Move your flint in closer, of course. And that's what Roland had said. Move your flint in closer and hold it steady. Except none of that was what this was about. It was close, yes. But close only counts in horseshoes, as Henry Dean had been... Won't? Wants? Want to say? Won't? As Henry Dean had been... Won't to... Yeah. yeah I mean, that doesn't make <laughs> any sense at all. Before he became the great sage and eminent junkie. Eddie's Him, memory... It would be like... Henry Dean had been... I'm trying to figure out word could be here. It just doesn't make any sense. To me, it's like, it sounds like old English, okay? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Something that had made him feel the way Henry used to make him feel, of course it was. Why else would Henry be here after such a long absence? All of them looking at him now, even Oi. Go on, he told Roland, sounding a little waspish. You wanted us to think we're thinking already. He himself was thinking so hard, I shoot with my mind, that his brains were almost on fire. But he wasn't going to tell old, long, tall, and ugly that. Go on and ask Blaine some riddles. Do your part. As you will, Eddie. And it begins. Look at Is your quartet ready to continue? Our fair day riddling, Roland, son of Stephen? Yes, Blaine, Roland said. And, and to Eddie, his voice sounded heavy. 
I will brew you alone for a while now, if you have no objections. As dinner, I guess it's dinner, or din. Din. Din, din. There's an H at the end of this, okay? There's an H, a random H at the end of the word. A silent H. A silent H. Now why I put it? Anyway, as din and father of your quartet, such is your right. Well, will these be fair day riddles? Yes. Good. Loathsome satisfaction in his voice. I would hear more of those. All right. Roland took a deep breath and then began. Feed me and I live. Give me drink and I die. What am I? Fire. No hesitation. Only an insufferable smugness. A tone which that said... A tone which said... That was old to me when your grandmother was young. (laughs) But try again. Uh... I pass before the sun, Blaine, yet make no shadow. What am I? Wind. No hesitation. You speak true, Sai. Next. This is as light as a feather, yet no man can hold it for long. One's breath. No hesitation. Yet, he did hesitate. And he thought suddenly. Jake and Susanna were watching Roland with agonizing... Concentration. Fist, fist clenched. Willing him to ask. To blame the right riddle. The stumper. The one with the get out of jail free card hidden inside it. Eddie couldn't look at them. Sue's in particular. And keep his attention. He lowered his gaze to his own hands which were also clenched. And forced them to open on his lap. It was surprisingly hard to do. From the aisle... He heard Roland continuing to trot out the golden oldies of his youth. Riddle me this, Blaine. If you break me, I'll stop working. If you can touch me, my work is done. If you lose me, you must find me with a ring soon after. What am I? Susanna's breath caught for a moment, and although he was looking down, Eddie knew she was thinking what he was thinking. That was a good one. A darn good one. Maybe the human heart, Blaine said, still with no wit of hesitation. This riddle is based in large part upon the human poetic conceits. Conceits? I don't know. That was the word last week that most of us. <laughs> uh, see, for instance, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, it bunch. is remarkable how human beings pitch their minds on love. Yet it is constantly from one level of yet it is constant from one level of the tower to the next, even in these degenerate days, continue Roland of Gilead. Which he he mentions a tower so many times. I know, he keeps like he has some kind of, of intimate connection to it. The level of the towers. He knows all these levels of the towers. It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Hmm. Susanna's breath resumed. Eddie's hands wanted to clench again. But he wouldn't let them. Move your flint in closer, he thought. In Roland's voice, move your flint in closer for your father's sake. And Blaine the mono ran on. Southeast, under the demon moon. Apparently it was the last sentence too and I forgot about it. So did I. Under the demon. Dun, dun, dun. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. 
I don't know what that had to do with anything. But. I don't know either. It just he was there. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, that's the end of chapter one. A short one. I mean, we've only been gone for about 40 minutes. so And that was dragging out, I feel. <laughs> we did what um, we could. We did what we could. So that'll be a little shorter, which isn't so bad. Uh, chapter two, The Falls of the Hounds, will be next week. So look forward to that. And it's another, like... 16 pages or something. It's not much. This one was 15. The next one is 14, I believe. I actually see it's from 28 to 41. Yep, 14. Because I took a note every page. Yeah. That's generally my goal when reading these. Mm -hmm. Try to get it. Like, oh, let's see. Is there something I can kind of note per page? But some pages are like, yeah, it's just not. This is just like when we're we're describing the scenery for a page. It's like, okay. There's nothing of no Everyone care. needed to hear about Bambi's mom, okay? Yeah, desperately, we know apparently. the real truth. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed it. As always, you can reach me at Stars Untraveled, reach Amanda at KZ Pup, reach the show practically anywhere, including YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Maybe. Maybe. Any other final thoughts before we jump out? I don't believe so. Alrighty. Till next time, long days and pleasant 